Santa won't be back next Christmas Eve. It sounds strange, I know, it's hard to believe. But the state patrol's watching everybody these days. He was weaving in the sky in his reindeer sleigh. So they radioed to every cop in the state that it was only a matter of a minute's to wait. When he landed on a house stop, there they were, telling Santa to exhale in a breathalyzer. Santa refused to take the breathalyzer test. In that case, buddy, you're under arrest. They frisked him where he landed on that little house top. Found a miniature bottle of a peppermint schnapps. Santa got a DWI. Hello and welcome to the third day of Crapmas. Yes, it's Sunday the 27th of December 2015. And, well, for me, Christmas is sort of over now. That's it, after Boxing Day. What about you, Tom? Yeah, it's that sort of day in between, the first of those stupid days in between Christmas and New Year's where nothing much goes on. Yeah. You, you may or may not be at work. It's just sort of like, it's all over. There's nothing much to do. It's just sort of get back to normality. Yeah. All the build-up, all the build-up for months, and then you got Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and then it's the 27th, and that's it. And then you're thinking, well, I'm waiting for sort of New Year's Eve now. Um, I want to get, yeah. get pissed. Well, yeah. I could get pissed, but I want to get pissed for an occasion, and the 27th of December is not an occasion. Well, that's it. Unless you're thinking like New Year's Eve, 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 Eve. Yeah, uh, yeah. unless you're sort of slowly building up to that time of year. But again, you know, you've got an opportunity to get pissed if you want to, because you know, as we've said, we've been giving, um, we've we've been starting these shows with news that's been happening. Because what a fucking crazy time of year it's been, you know. We've yeah, had, you know, end of the year. Ooh. Yeah, just yesterday, first contact aliens that look exactly like Donald Trump, and it's like, mm. you know, why did they land in Cornwall? Since recording, we found out, and can you believe this? They look like Donald Trump. They they call themselves Trumptonians. It's Donald Trump is one of their own that was abandoned on this planet years ago. We're finding out like all sorts of shit that was just you would think was, was science fiction, the thing of fantasy, the things that people on the podcast would make up as bullshit. It's and it's turning out to be no. true. No, yeah, not this time, not this time. And who? And um, obviously, um, the news today, you know, after the Christmas break, um, filming has resumed on um, the UK remake of Babe. Um, David Cameron has um, obviously our Prime Minister. Yeah. 
after revelations about him, he um, obviously took the UK Film Council over, took it over himself and demanded a remake of Babe. Um, he wanted uh, an all-pig cast, um, directed by a pig. He wanted pigs working on a crew. Um, he's overseeing it in an in a, like, executive producer capacity. Um, but yeah, work has resumed on the remake of Babe. Um, yeah, so that's... And that's bonkers, isn't it? Because, you know, obviously, you know, the sequel to Babe was Babe, Pig in the City... And then we've got this to look forward to, which is Babe Pig in the Commons. And, you know, <laughs> Babe Pig in the Commons. We've got Babe, like, in the House of Commons, sat on David Cameron's lap. It's, you, you know, what's going on? You, what's going on? But we haven't even mentioned um, the, the Christmas number one. Big, big uh, congratulations to Lenny Gale, who, uh, hit Christmas... <laughs> Who, who his comeback was well and truly on, and his duet with his daughter Michelle. Um, got to, got to Christmas. <laughs> it Christmas number one. So with his um, with his big uh, hit single Christmas <laughs> is good. <laughs> which is stuff. which Christmas is good stuff. Christmas is good stuff. That is. Is that, what, is that what it's called, Tom? Are you thinking? Because we mentioned him in a podcast that we recorded way back at the end yeah, of and September. It like the next, and it's like the next week he was just like, he came back and he's like, I'm not dead. Um, no. And yeah, um, I'm going to um, reconnect with my daughter, Michelle Gale, who was in the EastEnders and then was a singer. Which <laughs> and, um, and considering Lady Gale was white, that's a fucking shock of and a half. Um, and yeah. yeah, yeah, they did a duet. Um, Christmas is good stuff. Good and, Christmas um, is good stuff. After he followed yeah. it up with, you know, his his eighties classic from Young Warriors, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the title track, Young Warriors. Yeah, what a voice. Christmas yeah. is good stuff. I'm sure, you know, you're listening to us now, and it, you can't get that tune out of your head because it's like storming the charts. Who who would have known? Anybody would think, mate, that we'd have recorded this podcast straight after. We recorded the episode with with Young Warriors in it. It's it's crazy it the way things are working. Yeah, but we didn't. No, we didn't because it is. <laughs> we didn't. Obviously, it's the twenty seventh of December. Jesus. You yeah, know. no, it's just it's just um, well, it's, I was about to say it's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's, it's not. something that happened. Yeah, it's I, not. I would like to know right. at, at this point as well, um, because you know, obviously, already we've got listeners tweeting, you know, at Ramrods underscore Purge. Um, <laughs> about my Christmas present of the 65-inch OLED uh, 4K, <laughs> 4K TV, um, which he still hasn't... It's, it's so sort of down... He doesn't want to big himself up, is the problem. He doesn't want to go, yeah, I, I bought Dave this. You know, it cost me five grand. I got it him. He doesn't want to show off about it. You know, that's no, the thing. You've been, you said you watched the, um, the, the video for Lenny Gale's Christmas is Good Stuff um, on it, didn't you? It was directed by um, Lars von Trier. Yeah, and, and when you're watching that, mate, in 4K, I'll tell you what, you've got to take a step backwards because it's it's it can be quite disturbing if you're not prepared for it. And you know, and then when you know Ramrod's saying, he's, he's responding to the tweets that our listeners have put out. The ones that I would like to know is, you know, which listeners are are and why are you listening to us? Each day during Christmas when these episodes are released, you're listening to this on the 27th. Why are you doing this on the 27th? Uh, and again, please tweet, you know, Ramwad. But he, he, he said over the last couple of days, he's just gone, 
I didn't get him that. I didn't buy. I didn't buy him this. You know, 65-inch OLED 4K TV. He's denying the fact. It's 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 so sort of playing it down. You know, fair play to him. But you know, it's yeah. it's tweeting pictures. Even today, he tweeted a picture of a pair of socks and said, "This is what I got him. What are you on about?" And it was a pair of socks. And I went, "Oh, why are you doing that? Come on, just tell everybody. You know, you spent five grand on me." But yeah, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, obviously we need to know how the you know first contact is going to play out again because there's been rumours they've not made too many moves. There's been rumours of demands that may well be made on the planet, but we don't know. They're sort of taking a rest at the moment. Um, David Cameron, our prime minister, can't answer again. There's rumours that another pig's head has been delivered to uh, 10 Downing Street. We don't know what's going to happen there. But we'll see how it goes, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. But in the meantime, we've been entertained with a movie from 1986 called Thunder Run. That is a 5.1 on IMDb. Um, It's directed by a guy called Gary Hudson. um, Who, if you look on his IMDb, and you look under actor, has got 117 credits as an actor. So like I said, oh. he, he he directed this movie. So yeah, let's look at how many directing credits he's got. It's two. <laughs> Thunder Run was his first directing credit. Now, again, if you go onto IMDb, and I thoroughly encourage you to do so, uh, and type in Thunder Run, the image that you're going to see for the DVD or VHS or whatever they, they've put up. I don't recognise that still from the movie. It's got nothing to do with it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Chow Yun-Fat. Yeah, where did he get I mean, that image from? There must be a similarly titled Chow Yun-Fat movie called Thunder Run because that... Uh, let me just call it up again. Let me just... they've, they've got mixed up big time there, mate. Um... The lead character, Charlie, is played by Forrest Tucker, who died uh, in 1986. Yeah, that is, that must, that is Chow Yun-Fat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, Charlie, the lead character, was played by Forrest Tucker. Oh, excuse me. (coughs) Oh, dear. Sorry, belch. Uh, One of my main memories of Forrest Tucker is from uh, an American TV series that ran from 1965 to 1967. Uh, I watched it over here in the UK, I don't know, sometime in the early 70s, and my dad put me onto it. It's called F Troop. If any listeners have never watched F Troop, and I think you could be one, mate. Have you ever seen seen that? No, I've not heard of it. Oh, it's so good. It's a TV series of, and it's like a, think Blazing Saddles as a Western TV series. That's all you need to know. I'm just saying that. It's a Western mm. spoof TV series. And I, I remember, wa- remember watching it as a kid and just, like, laughing my tits off at it. So that's, like, really good. So, obviously, by the time this was made, you know, he was getting on a bit. Um, I'm just going to look now. So this was made in 1986. Here we go. Maths again, mate. That didn't serve as well the last episode. This was made in 1986. Forrest Tucker was born in 1919, so yeah, work that one out for yourselves. Um, I think I, I think he was like he was somewhere like 70 or something. Yeah, he was getting on a bit, wasn't he? He was getting on a bit. Ancient fucking what is it? With old men in film. 
Yeah, what is it? Why did I pick this? Um, I'd never, I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it. What about you? No, no, I didn't know what it was like until the moment I put it on. I had no idea. Uh, I, had to, I couldn't even remember what it was called. I had to scroll back up and your mess, our messages, and, uh, and that was it. Oh, I'm just leaning now. If you can just fill airtime, because oh, here you go. I forgot. We normally read out. I'm just reaching for my DVD. Uh, there we go. Excuse me. So the cover of the DVD, which I bought, and it's still got the sticker from CEX. I bought it for 25 pence from CEX. Um, it's got the title Thunder Run. It's got a helicopter on it, and it's got the front of a truck, and it's rated as a 15 on the back and we go to the blurb um constantly in need of money charlie a retired truck driver is persuaded to act as bait in a plan to trap and destroy a band of international terrorists for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars he will drive a cargo of plutonium across 200 miles of rugged desert terrain to top a secret research centre centre armed This doesn't make sense. And we'll drive a cargo of plutonium across 200 miles of rugged desert terrain. Oh, to a top secret research centre armed with the deadliest of perimeter defences. To carry out the hazardous mission, he purchases Thunder Run, a 65-foot, 18-wheel road monster. And with the help of his grandson, Chris, turns the giant truck into a war wagon of destruction. In order to survive, they will have to match their skill and courage against the ruthless cunning of the terrorists, seeking to ambush the precious cargo. They must sustain the chase long enough for the terrorists to commit all their forces. That's it. Picture format, 4-3. Yeah, it's like old school 4-3. And... 86 minutes. There you go. So, we watched this, and shall we get into the story? Uh, Go on. It's Canon Films. Yeah, that was a good start. As I said, I didn't know anything about um, the film, and obviously the Canon logo came up, so I was immediately like, oh, hello. Yeah, if you see that to start, you know, we're big fans of Canon. Um, Starts with the car driving, couple in it. Uh, they're listening to the radio of the car radio. You hear, a truck carrying a dangerous load has been attacked. And that's sort of about all you hear. Then they drive into an ambush where an army uh, patrol attacks um, their car and other cars which have attacked that patrol that's stolen what we now find out to be a stash of plutonium. So people get killed. There's sort of plutonium shenanigans going on. Uh, cut to office argument between army and private contractor for the rights to move plutonium with the terrorists like on the hunt for it so what we need to know, know now is who can move this plutonium across country so the army can get it why, why don't the army just go themselves is what I wanted to know from the start when they're after the plutonium. Did you think that? 
Yeah, yeah, I did cross my mind. Yeah, they're going like, okay, to move this plutonium, it's yeah, we need to hire somebody um, because it's terrible. And he needs to be old. He needs to be really, really old and have a truck that's got no engine in it. Because this, <laughs> this is one thing that pissed me off about it. Is it's called Thunder Run, and early on in the movie, you see, you meet Forrest Tucker, whose character is called Charlie, and he he owns this. Um, oh, what's it called? Cab? Was it Cabnium? I wrote it down somewhere. He owns a mine, um, mm. and he's got a truck that's called Thunder. And you go, oh, okay, so he's it's going to be sort of MacGyver style, and he's going to do up this truck, and he's he's going to load it with this plutonium, and he's going to go across the country and it's going to be this massive chase um, but no you see him and he goes okay and he explains to his grandson who's living with him and his wife because his daughter and her husband are dead um, that Thunder's got no engine and it's it's just like a husk so I thought yeah they're going to do it up and this will be the truck but they don't they just buy a new truck later on in the movie, <laughs> which goes, well, that's killed a load of the stuff that I wanted to watch. I want to see all, you know, this shitty truck being built up and driven. And they go, no, we're just going to show it you. And that's Thunder. And yeah, forget about that, because we, we're just going to buy a new one and call that Thunder. And that's got nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, so that was a bit shit. Um so the, the the saying this guy says, I need I need a truck and the best driver in the world. Do you think Forrest Tucker, at his advancing age, is the best truck driver in the world? No. Uh, no, not even probably at his peak. No, I don't think so. Um, oh, God, no. He's an old man. Yeah. Cobalt. Yeah, that's it. Charlie's grandson lives with him and owns the Colt cobalt mine um, Charlie's offered $250,000 to run this plutonium across country and into this army base which the chase ends going into a tunnel that has a double whammy of a barrier metal barrier that goes up and lasers all the way through the tunnel that they have to as the movie goes on, disable knowing that through the journey they are going to be attacked by terrorists. So hereby hangs like the crux of the movie. You've got Charlie and Chris, his grandson, who are driving the new Thunder truck that's got plutonium across country for 200 miles while bad guys are chasing them. They're eventually going to hit a tunnel that's armed by a barrier and a laser tunnel to get to the guy. That's the movie in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, and um, the the grandson likes drag racing. Yeah, because you see him early on, don't you? You see Chris um, in his yellow van taking on um, a Corvette in a drag race. Yeah, uh, this is where I um, said this movie could be the Fast and the Furious meets Cocoon. Because, of course, Chris has you know a techie mate who fits out the uh, his yellow van with nitrous so he flicks the nitrous and he beats the corvette in the in the in the race and he earns a, he earns a grand i think it's a thousand dollars isn't it mm. um before the race starts as well actually you go you see the kids who are you know prepping the yellow van and going oh well we're gonna have this race but cops could catch us you know who's gonna take care of the cops 
So they say, oh, well, it, it's the usual, you know. Cut to a motorbike pulling up to the side of a, a cop car, flipping the bird to them, chase and choose. You know, bike goes off, cop car follows them, takes them out of the way of where the, the chase is going to go. This is the first, this is something we've not mentioned before, mate, but it's it's a staple of 80s movies. And I can't believe we've got this far without mentioning this. When a motorbike is involved in an 80s movie in a chase, it pulls a wheelie. As, yeah. as you've you noticed that? So this bike who's, who's going from the cops at sort of any inopportune moment, and doesn't have to, just pulls a wheelie just for the sake of it because it looks good um the cops who are supposed to be local cops obviously don't know the area very well because they follow the bike the bike sort of gets out of sight pulls to one side the cops carry on and drive into a river why didn't the cops know the river was there why why didn't they know if they're local cops um where are we i can you were engaged in the movie by now obviously weren't you Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> it was one of the lines that I've got written down was the driver of the Corvette when he pulls up to the guy in the in the van. He goes, "Look, Donny, I didn't come out here to be to be stroked by some squirrel who hasn't got the bucks. He didn't come out here to be stroked by some squirrel. Squirrels can't stroke; their hands are too tiny. Yeah, and that's it. And of course, and their arms are yeah." A squirrel wouldn't have the bucks anyway. Have you ever met a yeah. squirrel that's loaded with bucks? It's got like a shitload of money that's going to pay Schools you. Squirrels are so tight. <laughs> As in like skin <laughs> flints, not oh, like... Oh, okay, yeah. Not, not, in the, not in the other way. <laughs> no, they are They are certainly not. Um, so, obviously, like Chris wins the race with his nitrous. You know, you could sort of argue that he cheats because he's got that. Uh, cut mm. to terrorists in their hideout, their concrete underground. I'd ha- forgotten there was even terrorists. So would point. I. So would I. The hide- oh, yeah, Carlos and... Yeah, oh, they're there. It's... Look. Um, and then it goes to... Oh, I'm just looking there. One of the terrorists look like, and this is going to be a reference that only um, UK listeners are going to get, Old man David Bedeal. If you if you remember <laughs> if you remember Bedeal and Skinner, they used to do like old men. One of these looks like old man David Bedeal, who's who's got totally fake sprayed on grey hair, is in there. Um, there's a shower scene with the techie guy of the group that fitted the nitrous with his girlfriend. This is and they're on a boat. This is where, if you watch it, Tom, she takes. I did a, watch it. She t- well, did you see her top come off? And you see it from the back, her top's off. Then you see mm. it from the front, and the top's on. Then you see it from the back, and the top's off. Then you see it from the front, and the top's on again. Um, which is not the first time there's like continuity problems. Yeah, and that's the worst kind of continuity problems when boobs and people. <laughs> yeah, and it's it stops you from na- from watching naked boobs. Um, Investors, this this is where it totally sort of bombed for me. Investors come to the cobalt mine to sort oh, of, God. Uh, to invest in it because Charlie has turned down the offer of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do this plutonium run. So he's got no. I've got investors coming to the cobalt mine, and they come, and it's like 
I don't know, a 15-minute scene of where these guys appear in a car, accompanied it by two... It never ends. It, you want it to end, but it doesn't. And it's... Oh, it tries to be funny, but it's not. Um, no, not so. It ends up because they're going, OK, investors are coming. We need to make the mine look busy. So they've got all the kids in different bits of equipment going, OK, they're coming now, look busy. One of them's in this massive digger truck. So they the investors pull up. One of the investors, obviously, as soon as they park up, goes, "Oh, I need a poo. Let let me go into the <laughs> let me go into the caravan and have a poo." So he goes in there. One of the other investors goes off with Charlie and says, "Yeah, I'll have a look around the mine." Uh, and the guy that was driving says, "No, I'm going to wait near the car and wait for that guy to finish having a shit." Um, and the girls go off. So then one of the lads who's in the digger trying to look busy can't control the digger, nearly ploughs into the car. So this guy has to move the car. It's just so tedious. He has to move the car. Digger goes past. The driver moves the car again. The digger comes. He shouts insults. The kid in the digger gets pissed off. So all of a sudden he can control the digger and he buries it in shit then he can't control the digger he's you know he's suddenly lost all his brain power and he can't control the digger and he drives over the car and squashes it and then he carries on and he drives into the caravan where the other investor is having a poo so he destroy he destroys all the caravan except the toilet bit where the guy's sat with his trousers around his ankles and reading a newspaper and then it cuts to Charlie going, oh, I guess you're not going to invest in me now. So, hence... Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Hence he has to take the money and go, yeah, I'll do, I'll do this plutonium run for 250000 Because of this ridiculous uh, <sighs> set of events. And then, and this is like I said earlier, this is where I thought, okay, Thunder's going to be done up now. It's going to be the old truck that's going to be done up and off we go. No, he's got this 50k deposit and he just buys a new truck, and that's it. Fuck's sake. Yeah. So, as has been set up earlier in the movie, Techie Kid, who fitted the nitrous to the yellow van, fits nitrous to the new Thunder truck. So you know how, where, you know, how that's going to work. Um, terrorists in their underground bunker plan for some reason i don't know how this happens i don't know if you picked up on it mate they go oh yeah there's this truck now and they're gonna ship this plutonium how did they find that out i don't watch watch the film (laughs) it's an 84 minute film we are now 43 minutes into it over halfway this is when the new thunder truck leaves but still the chase sequence hasn't started because you've got the bit where you go, oh, okay. Charlie finds out that his grandson Chris is in, is on board, um, stowed on board, even though he doesn't want him to. Um, they give another. I think this is the third time in the movie that we're told, okay, your destination is this tunnel. There's going to be a big barrier and lasers. And if Techie Kid doesn't hack into the army computer system and disable it, you're either going to plow into the into the barrier or get lasered to death. And they keep throwing this fact down your throat all the time. Now, yeah. we're into 47 minutes out of an 84-minute movie. Finally, the chase is on. 
<laughs> it's like you're over half this could be could have been like a half hour film because all you want to see is it's the chase that's what it's all based on um techie kid can't connect to the army computers he needs to get the code to charlie and chris to say when you're close type in this code and it'll disable everything oh the code the code oh that's code. that's not happening um that the main action kicks off about 50-odd minutes into it when a guy and a girl pull up by the side of um, Charlie and Chris's truck and the girl obviously tries to, like, sort of... She plays, like, floozy with Chris and goes, oh, hello, and waves and all this. Then she pulls out a shotgun, shoots. Luckily, all the windows are bulletproof. So Charlie, who's driving, says, hit number one! because they've got this dashboard set up, of which this massive ball of flame flies out of the side of um, of the truck, engulfing this guy and this girl on this motorbike, burning them to death, which is a pretty good scene, actually. Um, they're on fire and the motorbike goes flying. Um, so they're dead. So the bad guys go, OK, we need somebody else now to take this truck out. So you've got two more bad guys on motorbikes Q 1980s motorbike wheelie again it's another one of those <laughs> it's like bikes appear oh we need to do a wheelie because we're like on screen um, so these bikers now they're armed with like more than a shotgun they've got grenades so they throw grenades at the tyre of the truck no effect what the fuck are these tyres made out of mate that you can throw grenades at them, that nothing, <laughs> nothing happens. And again, it's the 1980s, we've talked about this before, 1980s, massive explosions. And these grenades that they're throwing, it's not like um, the traditional grenades that you'd think of, you know, where you pull the pin and all that. It's like uh, World War Two Nazi Germany grenades, you know, the ones on the big stick. They've got them, yeah. they're throwing them, and there's like balls of flame and explosions, and the tyres are not taking any damage whatsoever. Um, the front of the truck has been fitted with this like big metal guard that swings out into like this snowplow thing and ploughs through this roadblock that they've done. So they're going, oh, fuck, you know, the bad guys are going, how, ca how can we stop them? How can we get this plutonium? Cut to two Volkswagen Beetles. Each one equipped with three rockets on the top. So you've got two Volkswagen Beetles chasing the truck. This, again, continuity, mate. Not a strong point of the movie. Um, firing rockets at the truck. Um, so you've got three on the top of each one. One of them fires two rockets. Two from three equals one. You've got one left. It cuts, you've got two left. It cuts, you've got one left, you've got two left. It's like, if you watch the rockets on these Beatles, it's like back and two all the time. Um, the Beatles pull up by the side of the truck, they hit the flamethrowers again, obviously not thinking that there's like rockets on the top of these Beatles. Don't set fire to them. Could be quite dangerous. Um, it's, do you want to jump in with anything? Because I'm just like... No. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought, I, I don't blame you, mate. Um, at the start of the run, Charlie says he fits the truck with like these massive exhaust pipes at the top of the truck. And you go, well, and the, you know, the kids say, why is he fitting these? 
this is where you find out because these rockets that the, the uh, Beatles are firing are heat-seeking and these are obviously the, the hottest points of the lorry so the heat-seeking rockets go and hit the top of these massive exhausts that, that are at the top so the, the, the lorry has got two of these Beetle fires rocket hits exhaust he says oh yeah that's why I had these massive ones fitted because they're you know at the top and it's the, the you know the hottest point Beetle fires, fires rocket too. You'd think it would hit the exhaust pipe number two. No, it hits the truck. Why didn't it hit exhaust pipe two if that's why they've got it fitted? There's like so many inaccuracies with this movie. It's like unbelievable. Um, the rockets are fired at the tyres. Still nothing. So that we know now that the tyres can't be blown up by grenades or rockets. Um, the control panel Charlie then says hit number 5 massive exploding Molotov cocktails are dropped out of the back of the truck and trying to blow up the uh, the Beatles we come to which is probably the set piece of the, of, of the whole movie mate we know that it was set up early like we said with yellow truck and Techie Kid that fitted it with nitrous he's fitted the truck with nitrous there's a train that stopped in the middle of this um freeway this you know desert freeway they're they're going towards it they have to hit nitrous and this is probably well it's it's definitely the first time i've seen this i don't know you, about you mate that i've ever seen <laughs> like like an 18 wheeler go chip for bust and jump over a train Yes, I hadn't seen this before. That, I liked this bit. It was a first. You've got to give it that. If if ever you want to see a big truck jump over a train, this is the movie when you're going to watch it. But straight afterwards, so even though, yeah, fair play, they've got nitrous, the Volkswagen Beetle that's chasing them hasn't got nitrous, and they try to jump over it, and they just fuck it up big time and spin <laughs> and, spin and crash. And it was like, what? going on why can't they do it um then they've landed from this big jump they say that the uh, radiator is overheating um they can't chase ends up with this the, the last bad guy in another truck chasing them this gives a scene where i would love it to be an um, animated uh, animated gif um or gif however you want to pronounce it uh where he ploughs into, like Charlie and Chris, release their trailer, he ploughs into it, and he goes face first into his windscreen. This was one of those scenes, and we talked about it before in like previous movie picks, um, where you go, you rewind it for like three seconds, and you watch it, and then you rewind it again, and you rewatch it, <laughs> because of him, the sound he makes, and the face that he pulls as he hits the windscreen, has to be replayed. <laughs> but he's still not finished. He keeps he keeps going after them, and then of course they're getting up to this bit. It's the last bit of the chase of where they're going to make this tunnel with the big roadblock and the tunnel full of lasers and techie kids there, and he can't. Oh, I don't know what, what's the code for hacking into the army and and lowering the barrier, and he does it, and they lower the barrier, and then two seconds later the barrier comes up. And then they do it, and then Charlie has to time it right that they're going for the barrier. And now, put the code in, Chris. 
and he puts the code in and the barrier drops and they just make it in time and they get over it and the barrier comes up and the bad guy in the truck behind him hits the barrier and once more he hits the windscreen but this time he goes flying through the windscreen and now we're getting up to towards the end of the movie they've just got to get through the tunnel of lasers which is uh, is so shit kind of love lasers as you think we've seen what which, there's um there's one of the the resident evil movies isn't there um where she's got a walk oh yeah this thing's remember about, that yeah, yeah. and that like, people get cut to ribbons with all the lasers i was expecting that and it's not it's really shitty like and you hear it going woo 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 and these terrible. shitty laser effects and they're just driving and obviously you know lasers are so slow and unpowerful that they're not touching stuff um so they hit the nitrous again in the truck to get through the back end of of this tunnel and make it and they get through and the guy that asked them to do it he's he, he set them up he's set them up bastard he's old as well he's uh, yeah don't trust old people is the the uh, moral of this movie <laughs> but um yeah charlie because you know he's old and he's wise has had the uh, the the forethought to contact the FBI and go look he set me up here and they arrest him and it's all sorted <laughs> then now this this is the main thing of the movie ma- now mate and I wanted to edit this in if I can do between recording now and putting it online I will do but I looked today because I was looking for this if I could find this song this is the high point of the movie for me because it ends with a song called Thunder Run by David Morgan, which for me is epic. But I couldn't find it online. Oh. So yeah, if you might hear it at the end of the episode. If you don't, please go online, try and find Thunder Run by David Morgan. Or this film is on YouTube, just cut to skip to the end yeah or go into your local cex like i did and if you want to pay 25 pence for the dvd of it and you can find it there have you bought have you do you own this yeah yeah i've got it here here you go there it's there in front of me mate wow yeah i'm making a point of uh we've both we'll we've both done so far haven't we every you know yeah yeah the next uh the next three i've got our um all dvds yeah that's it yeah. yeah that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make sure that i've got it on dvd so yeah we can do that. I um, we don't do thumbs of that, but I will. But don't bother watching this. This is we started. Oh, it's terrible. I know um, the the intro to the first day of Crapmas. We said these, you know, these shows were all about. You know, we're going to talk about crap films, so you don't have to watch them. It's like this. We're, we're going to pick films that we've never seen. We're expecting them to be crap. We may well come across some gold. Um, while we're doing this, but um, this is definitely not gold. It's crap. No, this is this is why this one's a bit shorter than the other two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so far, because yeah, fuck yeah, it's just dire. It not is. a good kind of dire. No, avoid Thunder Run at all costs. Yeah, I, I feel better of Canon. Come on, guys. Yeah, you can do better than this. So it's it's um, your choice for tomorrow, mate. The twenty uh, eighth of um, December. Yep. Oh, excuse me. It's been a long twenty seventh of December. Um, oh, it has. Yeah. I've got. Uh, yeah, I've got a good one lined up. So. Uh... Oh, nice one. Yeah, like I say, um, whenever you listen to this, let us know if for some weird 
reason you are dedicating so much time over these 12 days of crapmas to listen to each episode, uh, let us know. Tweet us, and we will keep an eye on Twitter. Uh, until then, Tom, give the details of how people can find and follow us online. Yeah, of course. Um, our website is 80spicturehouse.co.uk. Our email is contact at 80spicturehouse.co.uk. Twitter at 80spicturehouse. Facebook.com forward slash 80spicturehouse. We're on Instagram, Pinterest, Reddit. Search for 80spicturehouse. And please leave us an iTunes review. Search for 80spicturehouse on the Apple Store. Yes. And yeah, turkey's gone now, mate. No turkey left whatsoever. No. Mince no. pies. Mince pies gone as well. Nightmare. There's one left. Oh, I've got nothing left, mate. That's In the it. country. If that's it. The people are fighting for it. That last mince pie before the New sales Year. have started. Sales, yeah, sales have started as oh, well. Oh, can you believe it's like oh, that was yesterday, Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, there's so much going on with the alien stuff. I was. Well, that's it. You know, obviously, you know the Trumptonians, and it's like, what the fuck are they going to do next? Who knows? Well, maybe we'll know tomorrow. We will, and it's your movie pick tomorrow, mate. So we'll be, we, we will be back in 24 hours with a new episode and your movie pick, which will surprise everybody because we're not giving it away until tomorrow. Yep. Right, until then, enjoy your Christmas of uh, what's gone. Look forward to uh, New Year. Uh, enjoy these episodes, and we will see you soon, won't we, mate? We will certainly will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.